everybody welcome to another week of real chills i hope you're having a wonderful week i just got back from grand rapids it was a blast wow what an adorable historic little city i loved it i got to ride a carousel from the 1920s and it was it worked pretty well all things considered and i just had a great round of shows so thank you everybody who came out to them really appreciate it um, and just another reminder you can find all of our information at our Instagram at Real Chills Podcast. We have a link tree so you can, you know, follow the Instagram, maybe sign up for the Patreon if you feel like it. It's a lot of fun. Other than that, your guest today is someone I've been trying to get on the podcast for a long time because she is wonderful. She is a super funny comedian based in New York City. I met her in Wilkes-Barre a couple months ago at this point. Jeez. And um, her stories were just so cool. So I have, I'm so excited I can provide this to you today. I think you're going to enjoy her. So make some noise for Mara Wilde. I just said make some noise. That's a comedy hosting thing. Don't make noise. Or, you know, do. Maybe cheer at your desk or in your car or wherever you're listening to this. Real chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for our guest today. We have the very funny comedian Mara Wiles. Mara, how are you? It's so great to see you again and and talk to you. Uh, you for, uh, you're all, you're a hilarious comic and you're a great host <laughs> because you still said my name right. It's always Woo! the hard one. People always want to say <laughs> something else, but great to be here. Great to be here and uh bringing the spooks spooky times to uh the fall the winter. Heck yeah, but, yeah. Spooky times you know, never year stop. Round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do require all my guests to compliment me up top, so I'm glad you got that email. Well, you are a great co- <laughs> you're a great comic and a great host. And you said my name right. My you get a name. you get a gold star. On the awesome. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to hear your stories, but with all of our guests, we always start with the same question. And that's when it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a skeptic or true believer? not a skeptic wouldn't say true believer definitely will believe (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I I wouldn't say I'm like uh, a person who's like oh no I've communicated with spirits and I've met people like that who are honest like I had a friend's mother growing up who was like I'm a yeah I've seen I've seen ghosts I've seen I've talked to spirits Mm. I've experienced unexplainable things and I believed her I mean when people sure. when it's like totally but I myself don't have that like third eye connection I don't know I think that just goes back to like the part of my personality I'm kind of like a whimsical creative person to me it's kind of like so part of me is like yeah it's kind of fun to think maybe there's this whole other paranormal world that exists and then part of me is like oh no that's crazy I'll never get sleep if I fully believe that <laughs> so <laughs> would you want again. to meet a ghost like if you had the option would you be like yeah let's do oh, it I think it depends like I'm not trying to get stuck in a conjuring situation or anything. <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> but if it's like a grandmother who's taking the the brandy canter and moving it around every once in a while I think that's <laughs> kind of like um kind of like an interesting energy transfer you know like yeah a lot, I think of a lot of it as like energy that hasn't fully passed on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, the sentiment that they have unfinished business actually makes a ton of sense to me. Um, or people who have a process grief or tragedy. I mean, it makes a lot of sense with like how we deal with stuff. If you don't process stuff. You'll never move on from that. It trauma. hangs on. And you know, it, it brings you down a little. Yeah. Well, we learn more about um, generational trauma and how it like my my DNA is changed from my great great grandmother's trauma she had. Like it carries in you, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the more I've, and you more you learn just about that. It's like, well, why doesn't it exist in other ways? And um, and also when I <laughs> years ago I was laid up after surgery and I started watching the show Fringe, which is all about like interdimensional travel, but also like everything, everything under the sun. So I'm very like open to the possible the open to the possibility to answer your question Megan like, fringe I've never heard oh of that God. show it was like a paranormal now, TV the show. real 
it's yes and the, the nerds will come out for this one for sure and it had joshua jackson who is um casey from dawson's creek but also <laughs> okay like, my, my all-time crushes of my life so i was like <laughs> scrolling you know netflix and i was like what's this and yeah it's kind of like um x-files meets uh like there's like an lsd element to it because this guy the way you get to the other dimensions is like float tanks and lsd got it okay i'm probably messing up the show it's been a long time but yeah so after i watch that i'm like okay now i'm thinking about dimensions differently and yeah universes and, and and i already have always kind of had a belief in something out there another realm um paranormal i guess um but yeah, I'm not one who has actually experienced a lot myself personally. But it's right. like, why not? Crazier things have happened. Yeah. So but, Fringe is uh, a fictional TV show. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to plug Fringe. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop asking questions, but I thought it was real. And then you said the LSD thing. And I was like, no, that would be a it's wild. Real, it's a real show. I'll send you. <laughs> We're off. Okay. But it's a real show with Joshua Jackson. And I wish I could remember the other actor. And then the woman was in Mindhunter. Oh, uh, not Mindhunter. Oh, I love yeah, that Mindhunter. show. She was, she's a, the, the the detective foil to Joshua Jackson. But nice. I think it's Netflix. It's like five, six seasons. And it's it's sci-fi. It's very sci-fi. Okay, got it. And cool. Drama with fam. I mean, it's got everything, guys. <laughs> I do love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I watched all of, I watched all of it <laughs> in the time I was resting. So, um, so yeah, to answer your question. Yes, I'm open to the possibility. That's I like awesome. it here a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's all it, I think having that open, you might have an experience one day. Like, I believe that, for, like, not that I want that for you. No, but... no, but, I, but like the people, you know, when you meet people and they're like, I've seen ghosts or what, I'm, I'm, you've had this show going forever. Like you've probably talked to somebody who is, it's got that third eye or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, why would, I mean, who makes, I mean. People make stuff up, I guess, all the time. But like you, it's usually a person that you're like, they're very intuitive already mm -hmm. or they're like an empath and you can pick up on that right away. Um, never too far-fetched for me when people say that. I had a woman read me dead to rights on my aura once. And really? <laughs> See, I'm yeah. iffy on like aura stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, if you sell it to me with confidence, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this whole philosophy. This is me um, now. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she, it's funny now that I'm like going back. I'm like, oh, she knew exactly what's going on in my life. And I was going through a rough patch with my mom, like arguing about who oh, God knows what, but we were fighting. And um, she's like, oh, you've got this brown, it's your mother. And I'm like, oh my God, how did she know? And then I'm like, I'm a woman in my 30s. <laughs> Everyone else. We all have mom <laughs> issues. She wasn't yeah. like, I mean, Having a big swing, or she I'm also sensing on. student debt somewhere. Well, about money. You're a comedian with a drinking problem. Yeah, you're probably worried about money. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so but funny. Yeah. You well, obviously you believe. Um, but are you a person who experiences um psychic ability? Oh no, I don't have. I grew up in a haunted house, so I have had experiences at my house. Well, wait, and where'd you but... grow up again? The Poconos, the East Strasburg area. We need to talk about the Poconos later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was like the house you grew up in. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I didn't know the origin story of your. Yeah. So that's kind of where what got me into it. My dad's always like, it's funny because my dad's really into it, and then my mom is like, none of it's real. Don't mess with anything. No Ouija board. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Wait. But... So they still live there now? Mm-hmm. It's like a friendly ghost so like yeah opens the doors and stuff kind of thing like it's just yeah yeah every haunting has been very like chill and it's not like all the time hey! <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and my mom's like when you're home I feel like it's crazier and it's like because I will because you're like bring that energy into it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, there was recently I haven't even this is such a small thing that I didn't tell it on the podcast but they have my mom has this like um on the wall I don't even know how to describe it but it's like a little teeny tiny ledge and then these little school houses or like townhouses sure, like they're, they're flat like... do you know what I'm talking about they're like wall decorations yeah yeah and um I was standing there and one just like completely flew off the wall I don't know what I was talking no about way. are you and kidding? I 
and I freaked. I'm so serious. And I freaked out. And my mom's like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm like, mom, how did it happen? Nothing was happening. Or for, for Christmas, we were all literally this Christmas, we were all in the room opening presents. And there was this candle sitting in like, like a little candle stand and everyone's opening and happy. And it just pops out and falls. No one touches it. No one touches. And I'm like, mom. I mean, you can't. That's just strange. Look at like that. One thing, it's one thing where it's like a big old house and it's like, oh, the door opens by itself. It's like, yeah, it's probably like the woods expanding. Yeah. And but stuff like that where it's just like flying at you. They're probably just like, hey, Megan, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like an exciting, you know, everyone's happy. It's Christmas. Wait. And it just it says, I'm here too. Now I'm just like, gonna nah. ask, I'm curious, how old your house and do you know who the spirit is? Yeah, it's over 200 years old. So oh my it god! Was, yeah, yeah, it's really old. It's yeah. so old! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we think it's the person who built it. We just call His name was Manuel Gonzalez, so we just call him Manny. And, oh my god! I Okay, I gotta Google this guy. <laughs> I don't know if you'll find him. My mom, like, is a nerd and, like, went to, like, the, best for, like to figure this guy out. She went to, like, the historical society, like, the little building in our town and did research like an 80s horror movie to figure out that this guy feel. that's so interesting Damn, yeah okay so you've got legit background a little bit i mean it's not it, it's not like every single time i go home there's like welcome home like written in blood somewhere or something for me it's just like every now and then like stuff happens and my siblings have stories too but it's my mom houses man they've got stories to tell yeah my mom has like these dreams where she's like I dreamt I was like talking to somebody in the house and I'm like, do you remember anything at all? And then she's immediately like, no. Like, no she's probably covering it up. She's for sure mom like possessed by the spirit of men. <laughs> it hasn't been my mom for a very she long time. She hasn't been your mom in over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so great. Um, and horrifying. Maybe I'll have to ask her like a question. I hope I she's know. your mom. <laughs> Awesome. Um, do you want to get into to your story? I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, where do you want me to start? I um, I guess like I have a couple. I'll start with well, one. I just want to tell the story. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it up because I don't have like a lot of like, again, not a lot of it happened to me specifically, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of um, where I came like my family's from the Mid Atlantic area. I also find it fascinating that all these different places have like different cultural um regional you know whatever the story is or urban legend is I, I love mm -hmm. that my mom recently moved to a town in North Carolina that's called the, the Sasquatch capital because it's an Appalachian mountain that's so, so like, fun they do like a whole Bigfoot festival and I mean it's everywhere and I'm like well, I guess I didn't realize North Carolina was so into this too so I mean I just find it fascinating so I'll start with one I was mentioning like I knew a woman when I was growing up, my friend's mother, she had psychic abilities. Um, and she she told us girls about it a lot because we were at that age where we were like curious and ghosts and, uh, you know, this spirit worlds, the Ouija board, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I think it's funny, the Ouija board was like so divisive among my group of friends because like I lived in Colorado growing up. A lot of Christian, a lot of new, like, but like people didn't, very Christian, kind of like a, I wouldn't want to say like a new age, but like a, yeah, like, you know, that more modern Christian that's everywhere now, mega church Christian. And one of my friend's parents was like, no Ouija boards in the house. We, and I, <laughs> we had one, but I didn't like messing with it too much. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my friend's mom grew up and basically said my whole life I've been able to see spirits. I mean, I remember her telling me this when I was like 10 years old. Because her ma her daughter Mallory was like, tell her. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm so yeah. Sorry so she's like, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, she's like, so she had a couple stories that jumped out to me. That I mean, like, um, she when she was a like in a high schooler, she did a semester abroad, and she went over and she was in like I think it was, I want to say it was somewhere like Greece, but that feels wrong. But it was a base where a lot of people came to um during world war ii or some sort of war people died there i can't and i'm getting and everyone's like these these facts don't add up but like, <laughs> yeah, of, okay. while she was there she got like non-stop uh different soldiers nurses spirits coming to her telling them like 
oh, we, you know, they were just, you could just see them everywhere. So it's kind of like a Gettysburg situation. Like this place had a lot of death here. Right. And like, uh, I reference Gettysburg because that's the place my dad always said, like, if anything's haunted, Gettysburg has got ghosts and spirits wandering those fields. And um, so she saw that, like, that was her first time really where they were reaching out to her. And she was probably like 15, 16 years old asking for things. They could see her. They knew she could see them. Like a very back and forth. And so then they're jealous. Yeah, this is something you like want so bad. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I want to know what they see. And then, really like oh, the, I know. I'm so curious. You know? Know? We watch it on shows, and it's like you know, a woman Full in a Victorian dress. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know what it would be. What do you do? Do you have any theories on what it could be? I think it, it's probably different for every medium because I've had different people on who've seen full body apparitions and it's it's the whole thing. So it's been like full white bodies, uh, people that look like people or like they, some people like they would be different colors, like depending yeah. on the energy they have. Like, so it's crazy. I think depending on how you're utilizing whatever that that vision is or whatever that or how it comes intuition yeah is how it comes oh, in, yeah that's really interesting i i don't know i i wish i would uh, i mean i was like such a kid i didn't have like no tell me more about your no obviously yeah i don't even know i just like whoa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just remember, remember it being like world war ii time and she was somewhere on a war base an old base or so, either way but then um they moved into their first like first house years later when she got married had her first kid um she could sense something was off of the house but kind of like like poo-pooed it because you know this is a good price it was the kind of you know house they wanted neighborhood they wanted and later like was getting the baby's room set up and had a vision that the previous owner had like hung themselves in the room and she was like we can't buy this house we gotta we gotta we gotta leave so stuff like that, her, and she had several others. Unfortunately, she passed away way too young, but she, um, she said all the time too. She's like, oh, I see things all the time. Like just like your day to day, like some are more present, like the one in her home where she could feel the energy. She's like, I can't let the baby sleep in this room. This is not an energy that one wants their newborn baby to deal with right so away. Have to take it's in, in yeah. the space, you know? Yeah. And if she can feel it and then little babies get so, um, but yeah, she was really open about it. And I feel like, and she didn't, she didn't play it. You know, this is where I'm like, I think there are for sure people that experience this because it was so nonchalant and she had come to terms with it. And I think she had, I don't want to say it was her mom, but I feel like her grandmother, it's something some people in her family just had always been able to do. So, you know, a line of a family line of people who are very intuitive but I just remember her telling us that when we were all little and I just that was so interesting and she didn't do it in some she wasn't like Miss Cleo everyone knows Miss Cleo the psychic mm -hmm. who, you know lied for years for money but like she was just so um kind about it too because a lot of times they're like she, she's like they're just confused you know or they don't they're in denial or, you know, she'd help them like pass on. She wouldn't like necessarily help them, but she would, you know, probably answer a few questions or whatever she could do. Like, I don't know what her process was, but she said most of the time it was like people who left in like an abrupt way, basically. There wasn't like any sort of preparation. They were more confused or like they're like that person before was like so, so sad and so like, you know. I like to just think it's like that's such a heavy energy whatever that poor person was going through that got them to that point that's probably what she's picking up more than anything and um mm -hmm. I don't know if she like ever like helped them but if she got a bad vibe she'd be like let's kick rocks let's get out of here so I always thought that was super interesting because it was someone it was like so different than what you see on movies and televisions as somebody who has psychic abilities she was so grounded in it did like she I talk said, to the living? Like, if, like, because you're talking about, like, movies. Search people out or anything. like, Or what do you mean talk to the living? Like, she could feel it off other people, like, if somebody was having, yeah. Like, know. um, exactly like Ghost Whisper. Like, she's just oh. living her life. <laughs> yeah, like. And then a dead pilot is like, that's my daughter looking at those teddy bears. Can you go? 
From um, what I remember, she did not do that. I don't think she. <laughs> that's the biggest burden. Like, could you imagine having like someone be like, "I'm a war hero and I'm dead. You need to go ruin this this lady in Target." <laughs> standing up the behind my wife and just tell her <laughs> I'm thinking of you, so she can have a mental breakdown of the middle. <laughs> that I, I feel she's moved on a little too quickly because like in the in the shows i feel like it's always a positive message like you know like you. find love again or it's not your fault but like i imagine sometimes like if you're a medium the ghost is gonna be like tell them i'm not okay with them dating so soon i really or, like, not ready for this yeah <laughs> yeah or, like you didn't even i know yeah. and then that's your that's your job and like how do you get ghosts to pay you yeah yeah they're all, they're all fluid their money's yeah. in crypto. <laughs> Their money's <laughs> in the crypt. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> That's interesting. I like no, yeah. I don't I don't recall her ever being one to be like, I'm going to reach out. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. no she was no Jennifer Love Hewitt, but um <laughs> it was a nice, nice woman. But so I always like remember getting that as a young girl and hearing that and thought that was pretty cool. And then I grew up, both of my parents um I wouldn't say they're like it's funny because like I would think about when I was really really little you know like they'd tell us stories or whatever like I've heard the same stories about my dad and his friends doing so much dumb shit and like my mom was I think when she was when I was really little she used to run a daycare too out of our um house so she was just like always telling stories and always really animated and so these kind of just became part of like I it's funny because like I was scared of them, the things I'm about to talk about, but I also was like, um I don't know, it just seemed like such weird coincidences in certain ways. And like it, it was more like these are how my parents are like kind of messing with us, but it also messed with them when they were anyway. So I um all that to say, like, so so I believe in all this stuff in general. And I'm like, you know, I've watched Stranger Things. I know radiation exists. So, like, <laughs> okay. creatures existing is not, like, beyond me. Mm -hmm. um, so my family's from, like, not too far from Pennsylvania than the in the mid-Atlantic area. Like, my, my mom's from Jersey and my dad is from Maryland. And they lived, and I grew up in Maryland. Um, they, they met down there. And we, you know, you guys understand the whole gist family a family was made so we lived in, <laughs> I, I grew up until I was about seven uh, or eight before I moved to Colorado in a town called Bowie so Bowie is like was back in like the like now it's you know kind of in between Baltimore and I'm gonna get us wrong but it's like not far from Baltimore um but it was like the sticks like people weren't really living there because you know there's like Annapolis, Baltimore, or DC. Everything kind of just started out from them, and then that was still kind of like, you know, really farm area, not a lot going on. So, um, and the '80s was building up. Like I went back recently, and you never recognize anything if you've been away for that long from somewhere. But in the '80s, it was like you know, normal town and everything, but a little bit more sparse out. Still a lot of forest everywhere. Um, so my mom would always drive us. So my mom would always, oh, so one thing, which I knew at a young age, the exorcist is based off of an exorcism that happened in the DC area, um, out close to this whole triangle of where I am, kind of not far. What? That's awesome. Um, yeah. If you want to do a little deep diving about the exorcist movie and it's, you know, if some people say it's not based off that, but there's a recorded exorcism in the 1950s of a young boy. I think he was he was in Maryland, um, like not far from like Georgetown area, but he was in Maryland and they're a Catholic family. They went to Catholic school, very Catholic area, if you're not familiar. Um, and that was like reported on by the Catholic Church. And there's, you know, they say this exorcism took place and they did whatever craziness they did do. So that was like the inspiration, some believe, for the book. And then they just change it from a boy to a girl, keep it, you know, keep it a little bit different. So that yeah. happened in that area. So and then um then cut to also my mom would always tell me the story about when she got the Exorcist book back in, you know, whatever year that was in the 70s. 
and she was so scared she stopped reading it through in her trunk and then she got in a car accident and she said the next day the book was gone it wasn't <laughs> but it could have been the car accident it could have but it could have been a paramedic who needed something to- <laughs> That's so like, that happened in that area. There's, you know, in like older places, like where you live, there's just like so much old history and like, I don't know. So, yeah, something about <laughs> the woods too. I know something there's... about the woods, especially in the Poconos and for and in the Maryland area where. So so that's just kind of like little things there. Um, and I always exorcisms that whole thing that's like that scares the shit out of me that's like that actually i don't know i don't know anything's possible but it's it's so scary i don't know the idea ooh, okay can't even talk about it the original boy like lived do you know what how he i what don't is? remember but if you go through a lot of these um i have to look i'm gonna have to find this article now i think he did i'm almost positive he did it was successful whatever that means but um you know, there's a lot that haven't been in Germany. They had that one girl, um, and these are all like highly religious, kind of unfortunately not fairly educated people. And then, you know, early 1900s, early 30s, 1930s, they just basically starved someone with like a mental illness or yeah, uh, yeah. But um, there's a lot of those, sadly. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think it. I don't know. I don't know. If demons possess people, but man, oh man, sounds awful. Um, so that's like all in that area and it's always like a lot of trees like old as hell you know Maryland Virginia all that stuff is old so my mom would always tell us this story when we would drive to her good friend's house which was like you know a 30 minute drive you're driving through windy roads it's dark or it's dusk and she would tell us this story the um about this guy called Goatman so the whole theory about Goatman his origin story if you will like you know maryland's you know there's the pentagon i mean you're close to a lot of government a lot mm. of big money so it was said that in the woods the forest of Bowie, kind of it was a hidden test facility where this one doctor was doing like all sorts of kind of very like mengala f x like experiments so very like combining human and animal dna and you know, that kind of stuff. Like, really doing some weird shit. Messed up stuff, yeah. Me- messed up stuff. Um, And from all those experiments, his assistant, or his, like, lab assistant, actually, like, volunteered to become a subject, or he did it without his knowledge. Oh, no. I can't pinpoint the, the origin story. But he became what is now known as Goatman. And Goatman um they that he roams he roams the forest (laughs) former lab assistant here i I have to like pull something up real quick because um and people have talked about it for years i thought i like made it up and thought it was like something my mom made up but then i've seen it in other places and you know it's killed dogs it's killed and it was it was a Half man, half goat, basically, if you couldn't figure it out by the name. And um, he, yes, yeah, just looking for an, the Fletcher Town Road was the road. And I think that's why my mom always told it is because I think she lived really close to Fletcher Town Road. Anyway, um, it said after this story was initially pub- pu- published about this goat man, a puppy went missing. Um, on the night of its disappearance, a group of teenage girls reportedly heard, heard strange noises Why other people saw an animal-like creature walk on its hind legs. Two days later, the puppy was found on the edge of the road, decapitated. Ugh. And then from there, it was, like, gone to become, like, one of the most prominent urban legends of of that area. But my mom used to tell it, I remember driving through and thinking I saw them running alongside our car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like ah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't Goatman the one that has that bridge? Do they have a bridge? That you can see him on? Or am I confusing urban legends? I don't know. Maybe. I think there could what? be. You never know. They all These, these, these cryptoids love bridges. <laughs> I do think also... it's... <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
No, I just think it's funny that the picture, like, he doesn't look like a goat at all. He's he like... like a bunny rabbit or something. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a bunny. Or like Oh, actually, happening. Texas has a goat man as well. Isn't that weird? There you have it. Well, I think goats are kind of mean, and men are kind of <laughs> aggressive. Just or like maybe he just, like, travels down to Texas, like, in the winter. <laughs> maybe that's, where, that's what my mother-in-law's parents used to do. They would <laughs> yeah. go down for the winter months, keep them keep them warm. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, that's my goat man, and I still to this day, I don't know. Maybe someone did do something crazy to his lab assistant. I do not know, but it scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Let's all never be able to watch that movie Tusk. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Ugh. I can't even yeah. look at it. If you want to gag, the it's idea so it's, hard to watch. It's like to me that kind of horror the like grotesque like body horror is really hard to watch in general but that like oh, i'm gonna puke if i keep thinking about it sorry oh. yeah oh, okay. I, I mean yeah i just watched that movie recently because there's so many cult classic like references um and the guys who made it's like, a podcast what, based off a podcast yeah right. jay and silent bob the guy who mm-hmm. created that wrote tusk and it does have that weird humor in it it's even without him being changed, there's just uncomfortable. Like the guy who catches him. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's so that's the kind of yeah. stuff. Like I don't. It, it doesn't. People have done cruel and unusual things to other humans. So who's to say that this, there wasn't some horrible experiment done on some poor? That's like the Lalori house. Have you heard of the Lalori house mm-hmm. in New Orleans? no this isn't really like a true we don't really do true crime here because it's real people but um they were really terrible to slaves that they owned. they were both medical people and um uh there was actually a fire started by one of the slaves which is how it was discovered that they were like doing these really terrible experiments on on their enslaved people and and the house is still there i went to new orleans and you can see it and it does just have like the worst vibes totally I will like not even as close to that kind of awful space. It's like people having their weddings at plantations and stuff. I don't under it's my. Crazy. It's been happening forever. You know, people have been doing that forever. It's just like in the last culture is finally caught up in being like, um, no, don't get married at a plant. Why would you get married at a plant? What a terrible way to to begin something. If it's your like family home, I guess, like sure. But if you're like seeking out a plantation. And you have to put plantation on your <laughs> invitation. Like I have a friend who's who's graduation from doctor school. I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it's like a fellow. Doctors have so many different they things. They go through so many. I was like, you mean yeah. that I know it's like another one of them. It was yeah. it's past the yeah. Um is that a plantation? A and I'm like, are there doctors are there people of color that are gonna be at this graduate and they're like they're he's like yeah and i was like this is weird yeah yeah it's Terrible. all um and so to, to digress on that though but Sorry. like yeah. oh that's okay um oh i get what you're saying like then they had to do it at that house oh god awful yeah it's the work When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, we should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. When we went to my fed family who lived in Charleston, Charleston's another place where if you go there, uh, that's so, so old. There's so many crazy pirate stories. I mean, there's it, it, get a ghost story in Charleston, but now where they used what's called the mall, where they had slaves be traded um, back 
back in those days. Now that's like a, it's like a outdoor shopping. It's vendors lined up. And my husband had a really hard time. He's like, first time going there. He's like, so we're shopping, but this is where they used to like buy and sell people, right? And he's like, and now they're selling turquoise and shirts. And I'm like, never really thought of it that way. Oh, but yeah. Man. Like, that's weird. And it was all types of people selling things, but it's like, why are we? I don't know. That area should have been. It's weird. It's weird. And um, you can feel the energy in it still as well. It um, keeps an, uh, an energy. I believe that. Totally. And because I don't know how, like, what's a. Not a metaphysicist. I'm not a metaphysicist. Um, But <laughs> there definitely is something. An undefinable it factor when it comes to certain uh, places. But all that to say, I think, like that like you said about forests and these older areas so my dad grew up in that the mid-atlantic in maryland and he was around and a teenager when the whole mothman phenomenon was happening right so it was basically virginia to like parts of maryland dc area and you know there's all those strange occurrences happening in uh, Virginia and then the whole bridge situation and then there was just rumors leading up to that and after that that Mothman was like roaming the streets so my dad used to tell me and my sister's story growing up that him and his friends um he had like five best friends and they did everything together and they're kind of idiots and we're always doing like like literally the thing <laughs> you know like they tell the stories I just was down visiting and they'll tell these stories and it's like this is from like an honest to god 1970s movie. You it know, sounds like, like, like a, yeah, <laughs> like it's just like, age. well, we got a, we got little, little junior over here. They all have like the funniest nickname. <laughs> My dad's best friend is a guy named Bobo. It's like, Bobo. what's going on? But they said that they were, you know, dr- they were probably drinking, but they were walking around, um, like fucking around together one night, kind of a late, probably more later than early, like, so late it's almost morning kind of situation and they see they they see um they they decide to go look for mothman basically so they heard that he had been uh, operating <laughs> they, they heard on the 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 line around their friends that mothman was kind of living underground in the sewer systems so that's where he was hiding during wow. the day and at night he would go you know do his thing moth it up <laughs> but like during the day he'd be down there or like late at night so they were like trying to find his lair i guess and they go down in the sewer system and they're walking around and they're you know my dad always said walking and they start hearing like wings behind them like far far behind them and then he said i saw two red like beady red eyes you know about 50 feet away and then all my buddies saw it and then it started coming towards us and they just hooked it right back up um whoa but you know i'm gonna ask him about it when i see him next week and now because we're having this conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> because he said they just you know ran as fast as they could away i mean it could have been um but it was of the same time when all that shit was happening and now he told he told us about his kids for years, and he said, you know, he has a he has his you know dad flavor of telling the story like our asses we're out of there. <laughs> uh, but I always like those to me were like to the Mothman, and I've read the book, and I've and I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. and I know chapstick is important to everyone. Uh, but like <laughs> if you look at the events of the whole, um. What happened if you really go back to about like the the specifically all the occurrences leading up to that bridge collapsing it's fascinating yeah absolutely so fascinating and they didn't really see him after that or him and in mothman prophecies he has a name and i can't remember what it was that's so funny i i didn't i've seen it i saw it a long time ago i didn't remember yeah, but he had like given another name and now i'm like what's the other he was just <laughs> such a such a uh um prankster too he was like not he's like there to help i guess but then he didn't really 
because people died on it i don't remember i know they consider I him a harbinger so there's also th- this like oh yeah Even, like he's coming to bring bad like he's a bad tithings or yeah like there's also a even less um like believed story that people saw him before chernobyl as well really so he's like a like a warning i guess or like you know a harbinger that something's, something's coming bad. something's coming which is weird what is his deal why doesn't he help that's yeah, like, like or like be more specific. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're messing around in the woods. How are we to know? Like, you're asking for chapstick. Just like <laughs> give right? me some information. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then like Blair Witch, that's supposedly in Maryland as well, really? which I thought was for sure real when I first saw it when I was twelve. Yeah, it's it's like it's supposed. I can't remember what the town's called, but it's like another very country town very small farm town in maryland and it's in the fo- it's in the woods again but mm-hmm. that's just like just the area's older and um i thought blair which was 100 percent. well they shot it to look like it was when real. i was like well and then i think like a week after it all came out and we all watched it for the first time you know it came out that it wasn't real they're fine they're all fine <laughs> they're all filmmakers Right. But that scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> legit. <laughs> that was like, really scary. Well, I had a friend's mom right after it came out. We watched it and we were having a sleepover. And her mom basically trolled us about this movie. She, you know, there's like a bundle of sticks with the guy's yeah. finger in it. She tied up a bundle of sticks with some like red goopy stuff in the middle and like put it outside. And she like pranked her ass. Like, when we Is this the, the same stuff. mom that that was could no no just oh i was like she rocks yeah this might even next level no (laughs) (laughs) wow wanted to fuck with her 13 year old daughter and her friends but uh (laughs) so you it's okay if 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 this is more of like a legend than he believes do you think your dad a little bit in his heart believes this story oh yeah i really truly do Okay. I really do. I've, I know, like, I, he's told it a million times to me, and I, I remember asking him. And now I'm, I'll give you a report when I talk to him next. But like, I remember asking him years ago, like, "Did you really see this?" And he's like, "I, I saw something. I don't. Okay, maybe it wasn't Mothman. Red eyes. I saw something that really freaked us all out. We got it the hell out of there. That's so cool. And you know, it's funny because both of my parents." grew up semi-religious I guess my dad more than my mom but I wouldn't call them like highly devout but there's an element of when you are really like they both believe in God like when I said I don't know what I believe in I don't know if I believe in God and they're like yes you do and I was like all right (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) parents who never agree on anything but there's (laughs) he's a spiritual person so I wouldn't say it's he would you know pish posh it but you know, he's not like a, a wishy, pish posh, wishy washy. Who am I? <laughs> but he's like a very spiritual person, or like I think he thinks of himself to be one. So, um, yeah, I think, and I, and he said they saw something. And he, that, at the time, Mothman was all the rage. So I think you should go back with your dad. Right now. <laughs> the sewer. But father and daughter. Back to the sewer. Sewer climb in the middle of the woods in Maryland. All right. <laughs> Let me it. know what you find. <laughs> Get Bobo on the line. Bring Get him back Bobo out. on the line. Get up. <laughs> yeah. the other guy? Sweets. One guy's name is Sweets. What's your dad's of... nickname? Uh, uh, Chucky P. Chucky P. And wh- why is he Sweets? Um, the other guy's name is, well, I, he might not have been there that night, but this other friend I just recently met, his nickname was Sweets because he's so sweet. Oh, these aren't hard nicknames. I thought it was going to be something else. Like he always has like a lollipop or something. <laughs> oh no, we call him pedophile. No, he's a different. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different. We don't hang out with that guy. Oh man, that's so um, funny. Yeah, but yeah, they just are like. So he, I remember asking him, and he said, "No, I do. I did see." Um. But yeah, those are, I, and unfortunately, I just never had like the experiences, but I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to it. Don't. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> anyway, 
Okay, well, no, I'm, like, very, I I literally was just talking about this on the other cast, but, like, I'm, like, such a big believer on, like, you have to be really open. So, like, I feel like you going, I'm open, like, yelling it to the world. I'm, like, you might, something might you know, happen. I don't have time. I'm busy, and I'm so busy with my <laughs> Like, I, like you said, it's a lot to take. It's a lot. It's, like, the poor little boy in Sixth Sense. It's, like, uh, exhausting. Yeah. let me be a kid bruce willis okay you are dead <laughs> yeah. you are not my shrink you're dead <laughs> yeah. yeah it would be if he wasn't such a mature little boy it would have been a much shorter movie it would have just been him like hey dude you died leave me alone i want to yeah. color yeah let me be i want to live let me go to the <laughs> soccer team yeah that's the thing because even with my house this is I, another thing i talk about a lot of just like you think you want the thing like, I do think I want to be haunted, but then anytime I get remotely close to having that happen, I'm like, never mind. Don't Why do it. Why do you it. want it so bad? I don't, I, I just, I, I think it's really cool and yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's like unexplored. You know, I, space terrifies me. The ocean terrifies me. But oh, yeah. The paranormal world and trying, I love connection. I think as comedians, like we are obsessed with human connection oh yeah and like well how one thing leads to another writing yeah, yeah. so even with like historic like history i just love like <coughs> the weird connection to people i love that that's such a cool an- great answer thank <laughs> you, you. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever interviewed me on this podcast so I've i know i'm sorry i'm like can't help myself i ask too many questions <laughs> no i appreciate and i don't it. listen to the podcast so i don't want to come in blind i just want to know <laughs> yeah of course what if this was like you don't believe in any of it and then like at the end you're just like you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I just like prank all of my guests wow. like you really i just bring it. on like your friends and family and we all boo you at the end like no <laughs> i like talking um and i like asking questions about people so sorry oh uh, no don't apologize this is now my podcast <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah do you want to hear so i did prepare a story for you yes i would love to um, hear this it's actually i just found an article so i creeped on you and i saw you on a podcast okay. where you had a kidney transplant do you want to talk about that yeah bit? totally so um podcast i'll plug my i'm gonna can you can you plug a podcast on a podcast yeah of course i yeah. think there's a great crossover if you're a comedy fan who loves near-death stories or weird experiences um it's called close close calls podcast with kevin casey white and lizzie cassidy both really funny comics here in new york um and i talked to him and i, I could talk about my transplant or literal look well, i could talk about the start of my disease and getting sick um to get a reader's digest version i have lupus nephritis which is what selena gomez also had and um, oh. i had a kidney transplant after struggles with the disease going on dialysis um and my donor was my best friend and um and my 10-year anniversary of that is coming up on in march i got my my, my kidney so um change wow saved my life I don't I honestly don't know how much longer I could have waited I was not doing very well um and it came from someone I I was really lucky for a lot of reasons I had people this um volunteer to donate so a living organ is always nice um I was put on the list pretty pretty fast and since I'm young I was put on the list kind of high or I was young at the time <laughs> I'm still young um <laughs> and sure. um so I was really lucky and I had people who really stepped up for me and I had a lot of uh it, it was a really amazing point in my life where community really stepped up um but yeah it ended up being my one of my childhood friends one of my best childhood friends who is one of my best adult friends I've known her since I was nine um and she is amazing and she gave me her kidney and yeah she saved my life and she's she saved my life in like a hundred other ways too but oh, so sweet. her and I were like we've just we've gone through a lot of growing up together and her husband's a really great friend and um she's just an awesome human so if I'm gonna have anybody inside of me besides, <laughs> besides, my, husband, besides my own husband um that's hilarious it is my best friend my best friend Jess and oh. you know I, I uh you know 
I feel it's kind of like a practice I do with it. I guess like if I'm in, if I can't sleep or if I'm a little anxious, I put my hand on my kidney, which is like, um, so they don't, it's harder to take it out than to put it in. <laughs> sure. Okay. Hard to take. So, uh, I have to, I have my two unfunctioning kidneys and then her working kidney, my, oh, our, they don't take our, yours out. They don't take mine out. They take hers out. Okay. So hers um, to me, and it's a harder surgery for her. So she felt way worse. And I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> I feel great for the first time in years. Yeah. And um, so I, you know, we, we went through the surgery. I got my kidney. And, you know, I'm in the, I wake up after being out. And um, I feel great for the first time in uh, like three or four years. I feel like I'm a human in my own body again and um you know I was just having one of those moments there's nobody in the room it was one of those times where like nobody was in there with me nurses weren't there I had just like just woken up from the anesthesia and I was so happy and I was like can't believe I feel good I can't believe I feel like myself and I'm not even like there yet I'm just like still like I was in and um I just wanted to take like a quick selfie of myself like I don't even know if they were called selfies. No, 10 years ago. But I took a picture of myself because I was just like, wow, it's my first day like getting back to the... Good as new, yeah. To, yeah, getting back to some sort of normalcy and um, took a picture and behind me were like two bright lights and I don't know, Megan. I wasn't really near a window. I don't remember the sun coming in. Both of, at that time, two of my grandparents, my grandmothers had passed away. Well, I like to think it's like someone, someone was something there, oh, was there for that moment. You. Yeah. yeah. And I've tried to find that photo because I remember taking it and then looking, I think it's on like an old CD-ROM. But I remember looking at that photo and being like, oh my God, like that, it gave me chills in that moment. So whether it was one of my my grandparents or somebody wow. there who liked me, um, it felt like a very warm, caring, whatever it was, loved me and wanted me to be healthy and moving. I feel like they were protecting you. They yeah. were there to keep you safe. And that was, that was, I guess, you know, I guess I have had an experience. That would probably be it. Yeah. It wasn't like, an, it was like just a, it was a feeling of warmth. Because in that moment, I was by myself, and I was so thankful, and it, things had really been so bad. Um, I really did not feel good ever, <laughs> and I thought I was gonna probably die. I don't. I didn't know. Um, I was going to dialysis at that time, and and jeez, uh, you go to these centers, and you're next. To, I was the youngest person in there by you know, forty years. But you'd come back the next day and the person you were next to in a chair had passed away in the middle of the night. Because, you know, these are, dialysis prolongs your life. It doesn't really enhance it. It just keeps you living. I mean, it's a hard process on your body and it is exhausting in itself. And But is it worse than having kidney failure? No. Um, right. So anyway, it was just like a lot. Um, and I feel like for me, I'm still dealing with the repercussions of it all. Like I feel so much I've been going to therapy just because like when you get close to a point so young in your life or like your life really starts just to start like happening you know like and it's not like mm -hmm. there's no schedule for anybody but it's like we're, we're told you know your teenage years and your 20s this is when you should be falling in love and getting a career and I and I was doing all that stuff and then I got so they don't mention and then sometimes you get really really sick and you can't do anything you like and you feel like you're a big burden on everyone you love and oh you might die too you know it's mm -hmm. like it was just like a lot for anyone any any person dealing with anything I mean sickness and illness and wow. it's just like, just a fact of life but um we are more than our diagnoses and we are more than our it's hard sometimes to remind yourself that but um but yeah, it was, it was a really humbling 
gift to get from her. And I do feel, I mean, her and I, I've heard horror stories about people with There's someone on TikTok where uh, a woman donated her kidney to her boyfriend, and then after the surgery, he broke up with her. Yep, I've heard that. Um, who's, what's the, George Lopez, his wife donated her kidney, oh, and yeah. they got divorced. So, I don't know. I mean, Jess and I are still close as ever. She did it in such a way doesn't make it feel like she's just so nonchalant about it, too. Like, she knows it was the right, for her, it was the right thing to do. That's she, amazing. She, um, she's the best. She's also, like, one of the smartest, most intuitive, kind. She's just an awesome human. Great mom, great person, great teacher. So I get to carry her around and uh, I did <laughs> during that whole experience. So like, um, like I said, those, whatever that warm, like a little like, oh, we're glad you're better. That warm light was. Yeah. I think, yeah, but it, it was, it was crazy. Cause I do think they're, and with her, I feel like she'll know, like when I'm having a bad day, uh, she, it seems to be that, and I'm not really telling anyone, those are the days Jess will give me a call, you know? Whoa. Or, or her family's You're more connected. Call. Yeah, I just think, and we are very close, and like, we'll, I, but I, I do think like we are, she, she knows more than I tell her. Like, mm. the second we set up, sit down together, it's like no time has passed, you know? So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I know you have questions about this because yeah. you have stories about it too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, I was just going to tell you and pretty much ask you kind of what you've already talked about a little bit, but, yeah. um, so I found this article by Miss, uh, mysterious universe, um, and it's titled mysterious cases of organ transplants in the paranormal by Brett Brent Swanser. And basically the article is talking about how people who've received organs, um, are finding, um like personality changes changing in food cravings and like more like really spooky stuff so i'm excited yeah. to tell you that one story um but i was gonna read you one that's kind of like just like a food sort of a food related one that's really weird and see your opinion and then one that's just like absolutely bonkers if that's okay, okay. Cool. i Maybe. know we're yeah. we're close to the hour so but i'll oh, try no, to whatever yeah okay um okay so from the article they say one of the most common ways these odd anomalies take form is with the organ recipient developing strange desires cravings and interests they've never had before in one such case in 2008 47 year old claire sylvia became the first woman in new england to receive a full heart and lung transplant and in the wake of the operation she found that her taste had changed dramatically she began to have cravings for beer which she never drank as well as well as for a whole slew of foods that she had never eaten or cared before the operation in particular, an overwhelming desire to eat McDonald's Chicken McNuggets, which she'd never liked before. Oddly, she'd have a series of strange dreams through all of this, in which she had a vision of a young, thin man she called Tim L. The dreams were incredibly vivid, were, were incredibly vividly realistic, to the point that she began to suspect that it was perhaps the actual image of the organ donor she was seeing. According to her, she would find out that the donor for her new organs was an 18-year-old man named Timothy... Lemirande, who had died in a motorcycle accident on the way home from McDonald's and was found with a bag of chicken McNuggets in his pocket. Stop it. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Now, do we know that she didn't read that article first? They don't say anything like that. They don't tell us. I'm sure this, is... this woman seems legitimate. That's crazy. I wonder, too, because it was a person who died unexpectedly, because that's all, like, yeah, she was probably top of the list waiting or whatever for yeah. that donation, and they call her in and they go, and he's probably still like, "I didn't even get a chance to eat my chicken nuggets." Yeah, he's mad. He's like, "I'm mad." He wants his nuggets, and she's like, "No, I'm not eating them." And he's like, I, "I got the one lady that doesn't eat McDonald's, <laughs> like that won't have a nugget." Get any craving changes or anything like that? I was gonna say, did you feel like any any? Well, you mentioned you feel closer now. But that could also yeah, just be just like I think like I, I I yeah I didn't get any her like personality. I, so. or... I mean I try to eat better and be healthier. So I mean because that helps with being a healthy person with a healthy kidney. But yeah I right. I don't know I feel like uh, 
as long as I got a little, she, I, I'd like to think that I've taken some of her qualities because we are very different. So I'd like to have some of what she's got going on. But no, no, <laughs> her and I like to eat a lot of things anyway. So it's hard to tell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Shared interests already, Meg. This is hard. <laughs> and I wonder, this is a really weird thing that I didn't think about till just now, but I wonder if because she's still alive, it's yeah, it was given. It was given. It wasn't like uh, she knew. She knows where it is. Yeah, she's still functioning. She's she doesn't have fun- unfinished business with the organ that was given to you. Exactly. She's not like, hey, I'm going to need that back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't done with that. So <laughs> I wasn't done with that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an even crazier story. So um, this is a dramatic case that orbits an eight-year-old girl with a faulty heart. She finally was able to receive a new one from a donor, but it turns out that the donor had been a 10-year-old girl who'd been brutally murdered. No. The killer was never apprehended. So the recipient had no way of knowing this, but she began to have dreams and visions of places she had never been and people she'd never seen, including the face of a man that was always attacking her. The girl was brought in to see a psychiatrist who was so intrigued by the details given by the girl that he began making meticulous notes on what she said and saw during these episodes and even had a sketch done of the threatening man she kept seeing. When it became clear that the donor had been uh, had been mur- murdered, it all became even more curious, as the little girl seemed to know the time of the murder, the place, the weapon used, even what clothes the killer wore. Despite it being from a little girl, bleh, despite it being from a little girl who had just seen these things in dreams and visions, it was compelling enough that the information was given to police, which incredibly ended up helping them find the perpetrator and arrest him. That's insane, too. Like, come on. What are the odds of all that? <laughs> Do you not believe it? I feel like you're, I'm losing you. <laughs> that one seemed a little bit too much. The other there's one a, I get. That one I could, like, get behind. There's a lot of cases in, like, way back history where um, a ghost comes to a family member and tells them how they died and they do find the killer. But that's also been a time where historically certain people haven't been believed by people in power. So like it'd be like they'd have to be like in class or. Yeah. So if they didn't have enough to go on, they would tell the story and get rile up attention <laughs> for yeah. it. But in this case, I do. I don't know. I think it's such an interesting thought. Like if you die in a pretty, you know, like aggressive way, like sure. does it even hang on in, in your organ like can people kind of like get i that said before from... though i mean now that we're saying that again like now i'm taking back that generation that trauma carries through like you know you're, in yourself that comes in our cell i mean that's like the very base of who we are like every and there's more studies about it every day i, I could not reference them but i know they <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, but I, I, yeah I, maybe okay now i'm back on board this could have <laughs> okay. i mean uh, there's not uh mysterious universe is like sometimes eye rolling reputable how reputable (laughs) they don't like super fact jagger like they don't there was no like references so i could find other articles about this little girl but at the same time like it's not as far-fetched as some ghost stories that some other ghost stories i've heard like you know why wouldn't it hang on in your organs a little bit especially if your organs are living on and they're pissed And they don't want to be. They want to find the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That heart would not rest. Until... Oregon Law on CBS. Yeah, <laughs> that heart won't rest. Yeah, that poor little girl though. She's just like, I'm just trying to move on. Trying to live my life now that I've got the second lease on life. Um. Yeah, now she's got to solve all these crimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I just thought, I don't know. I never considered it until, like, I heard your podcast today, and then I was like, what? This is the thing I do. I always try to, like, connect the stories to the guests in some way, and I just, like, you know, it's not something you hear a lot about. Maybe because it's not a thing, but also, they had, like, a billion more examples of, like, preferences changing. No, I I don't doubt it, and, like, um, I wonder if it's like the like I think you made a good point about people like if they're a debt if they've donated like kidneys are like one of the only things you can donate and you can still like hearts yeah. and lungs if you donate that that's like you're my like you're, that other person is no longer there so maybe right. and and I've heard with I've heard too people like with heart transplants or lung transplants like w- weird little cravings but I mean why wouldn't something maybe they maybe that chemical 
whatever. I'm not a doctor again, but maybe it is. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot a lot. No, I'm like, I don't have a so medical like license. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't graduate from a plantation recently. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. No. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm in. Is there one more story too? Oh no, that was the last one. I did. Oh, the... like, I thought it was like a game of three. <laughs> oh, it should be a rule of three, but I was like, <laughs> I was trying to press for time, so I like cut out some of the article. But I can uh, put the link if if, or I can also send you the link too if you want to read the other stories because oh, yeah, they are really fascinating. Know. I'm interested. Send it along. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always um... down to learn. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, so uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this in the podcast yes, but yet, but I know you're doing a one woman show about your your experience. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am. I have. It's so TBD up in the air. Final name, final date. But yeah, uh, if you if you guys like me and you're into learning more about that, that's kind of my next project I'm working on. And you can follow me at Mara Wiles on Instagram, and I'll keep you posted. But yeah, I'm doing trying to make it funny and interesting and not like reading from a medical book and kind of trying to tap into like the shame we feel and and trauma that doesn't like your body does remember things so it does make sense to me that something would carry on there would be a weird connection there would be some lingering there um but yeah so that's what I'm working on right now and um besides yeah just trying to trying to hit 3k on Instagram by the by February let's do it I'm just crazy my husband's beating me on followers right now and it's driving me up the wall everybody help a smart (laughs) smart woman he had one video that did well and now look at him go. That's um, all it takes. I, I know and I'm really bad at posting well. reels. I am that's my other New Year's resolution. I'm gonna be posting more reels. So once you're on that Instagram, you're gonna see some stuff. You're gonna start liking it. <laughs> you're gonna see reels. <laughs> so much good content coming your way. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Megan. Heck yeah, thanks for being on the show. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.